Welcome to Had a Magical Day, the podcast about Disney theme parks that's like taking a vacation in the middle of your day. Hello, welcome to the second episode of Had a Magical Day with Scott Otto and Andrea Henry. Uh, We're going to talk to you about going to the Magic Kingdom during the magic, no, during the not so magical time. (laughs) Hopefully we're entering the soon magical time of COVID vaccine and recovery. But today we're gonna talk about what it was like going to Disney during the height of Corona. Yes, yes we will, yes. So, and before we get started, Andrea, I wanna just do a couple, a little bit of housekeeping here. So this is our second episode, we're calling it our second episode. In between the regular episodes that you can find, you know, on the iTunes or on the website, uh, we have these other episodes that I'm calling, like it'll be episode one and episode one I. Those eyes are interviews that we've done with people about the magical day they had at Disney or one of the Disney parks. Um, so you'll see those popping up in between our regular episodes. And if you're interested in being somebody we interview about a special time you had at one of the parks, you can leave a comment on our website at magicalday.com. So that's it for my uh, book housekeeping there, Andrea. I'll turn it over to you for. All right. All right, so I have um, been watching COVID very closely from you know last January 2020 and just kind of horror of what's been going on. And I'm one of those folks that I just kind of locked myself in the house and I said, I'll see you when I see you and I'm going to the grocery store at 7 a.m. and that's it. So that's kind of been my take on it. But our good pal Scott here, he had an exciting adventure in Orlando at Disney World. So let's talk about that, Scott. So tell me about kind of what brought you, when did you go, what was going on? Sure. Yeah. So so like you, I was very cautious about uh, COVID. I have a science background, so I take these things very seriously. And our family was really concerned about my older sister and her husband. So we were at first not visiting at all. And we decided to make like a family bubble, like a lot of people have done, where we just see each other, but we don't see anybody else. Uh, the problem was my, my brother-in-law still had to go to work actually. So uh, around Christmas time, he came down with it and my sister and I got a mild case of it as well. So I was lucky. I was mainly just congested. They had, they, uh, my sister lost her sense of smell for a couple of weeks. So it wasn't bad for me. I had you know, had it for a couple of weeks, but I tested positive and then had a quarantine for a couple of weeks. And uh, then once I was over it, you know, I realized, well, I have some kind of immunity and I researched it. Even with a mild case, you have immunity for possibly a few months. Um, but they had the new, new strains coming. So I was like, I have a small window here. I could go right now, like end of January. And, uh, and then after that, we still have like another, I think six or seven months before we get out of the, the pandemic. So I decided to, to do it. Uh, you know, so people who are watching this now, this is now in March, I think when we're taping this and you might be listening to it later, uh, please, you know, follow whatever the, the local guidelines are. If you're not really sure whether you should or not, talk to your doctor. You know, I had some kind of immunity and people getting vaccines, you might have immunity, but if you don't have a vaccine, you haven't been exposed, you definitely probably shouldn't be traveling, but just talk to your your doctor before you decide to to do it, if you do it. So Scott, that's great. I'm glad to hear that it was a mild case and it passed quickly and everything was was great. Was it, um, so you, you get through it and you must be very relieved that, you know, everything's cool. And so tell me, so was it like the first thing, like, all right, I'm healthy, I'm good, I've got a short time, just in case, you know, like I said, hopefully things are getting better and this will all be a weird memory for us soon. But, you know, tell me a little bit about like, what was your thought 
was it like instantly all right that's it i'm going to disney world i'm like uh i just won the olympics or no no you know like first like you say just kind of relieved and even after that because it can linger you know so i was starting to get back into workout routine i was kind of judging how i was doing and so it was a week or two after that where i started thinking you know i'm feeling pretty good i have some immunity i could do something where i've been cooped up in the house where i could just even go to the mall you know which i did i went to the mall and got a, a chair massage uh, yeah. so then I started thinking maybe I could go somewhere yeah. I thought maybe I could go somewhere I started looking into it and it's really hard you know, like everywhere you went you had to be tested going in and my doctor said like you can still test positive after you had COVID for like three months afterwards right. so I couldn't go someplace with testing and a lot of places you had to go there and quarantine for two weeks and then Massachusetts you have to quarantine when you come back which wasn't a problem for me because I work from home uh, so Florida was really the only option and it's like of course if I'm going to go I'm going to go to Disney because I know Disney has a lot of regulations and they're being very strict about enforcing them where the rest of Florida is kind of like the wild west. I wouldn't actually want to go anywhere in Florida outside of the Disney and they had great deals. So I have a, I have an annual pass. And so I get these emails all the time and it was like, wow, it was really cheap to stay in the park. You could stay in the park for like $200 a night, which is crazy. And, and the airfare was a hundred dollars. So I decided, like, to, all right, uh, you got to do it. You, you, know, you kind of, you've got that clean bill of health. You've got the pass, airfare is cheap. It's in, we're in, we're in New England, so it's cold. And I've been to Orlando in January and it's much less cold. Exactly. So, all right, so tell me, so you, you fly down, we get down Yeah, so there. the flight was the most, I was most nervous about the flight and the airport. Uh, leaving Boston, I left early in the morning. So there, there wasn't much traffic at the airport. So you didn't have any contact with people, even through the TSA lines and I have the pre-check, so. Went right through without any human contact and even in the waiting area they had the chairs roped off so it forced people to be sitting separately so it felt pretty comfortable i had i was doubling up i had the the uh hospital mask the blue hospital mask and i had a plastic visor over my face as well i also bought one of those personal air purifiers okay but you cannot use them on the plane <laughs> but i did use it in disney and the rest of my trip so, all right. All right. So you get down there. We're right. Is now the Orlando. I've been to the Orlando airport many a time. It's a wild place. Was it typically wild MCO or was it like a little more mellow? A little more mellow. Definitely a little more mellow. I mean, clearly when on the return flight, there was more of a line at TSA in Orlando than there was in Boston, but it still moved pretty quickly. And I didn't feel, uh, you know, very uncomfortable with people crowding okay. too much. Yeah. All right, so you get down, we're now in Orlando, and I assume we're going to one of my favorite things about Disney, because usually I'm like hunting around for a subway to get on. But when I'm in Orlando and I get off the airport, I hop on the Magic Express. The Magic Express, yes, yeah. So when you get a hotel at Disney, you, the Magic Express comes with it automatically. Right. Um, although when I was booking the, the flight, they said they're getting rid of it at like the end of this year or later no. this year. Yeah. No. What? Yeah. So it's really no. disappointing that they're they're doing that. Yeah, but they're phasing it out. I, I think they yes. only did it like they got they grandfathered it in for people who had already booked reservations so no for the more, summer no or whatever. Magic, like is that just a COVID thing or is that forever? That's a good question. I don't know. Like I assume they probably did it to save money because you know it was right. hard to justify the cost during COVID because yeah. there, there weren't that many people on the magical <laughs> on the magical right. express. Um, so maybe they'll bring it back, but as of now, it's supposed to end, I think in July of this oh, year. No, that's because yeah. like I said, usually I'm like, oh wait, I can save $3 if we take the subway. Yeah, let's take yeah. the subway. Whereas 
Magic Express was like, all right, riding in luxury here to my destination. Yeah, and the other thing they changed about that is normally, like the last time I'd done it, we, we went with the family, as a family, we went to Polynesian. Yeah. And back then, you know, they would send you tags in the mail to tag your bags. Like you'd drop your bags off at the airport. Right. And they right. would pick them up and they'd take them to the hotel for you. So you just get on the bus, the Magical That's Express, right. and you yeah. end up in, now you, you carry your own bags. Oh, Jesus. What's yeah. going on here? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, because that was also very exciting because they just would magically appear at the hotel. And I love that, too. Yeah. All right. So you're on the bus and bus is pretty empty, I'm guessing. And um, you are now I know when you're on the bus, I always like love those little movies they show with this with Mickey and, you know, did they were they playing those like well, not, not on the Magical Express on the local buses when you're in the park when you're going from yeah. your hotel to one of the parks, or whatever. That thing has a TV with the with stuff thing, about right. Disney on the Magic Bus, no, no one. Magical um, Express didn't have any movie going. At least oh, I don't that's so, yeah. I always, That always just gets me like kind of excited. Like, oh, yeah. there's Mickey and the gang, and we're doing this. And wow. Okay. So just silent, quiet, masked bus ride is what we're talking about. That is my recollection. Maybe they had it on. I just didn't notice it. But yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So you get there. Tell me what hotel we're going to right now. A Caribbean Beach. Very fancy. Okay, very nice. Get to yeah, I hadn't stayed there before, and the draw to stay there was that they have now installed a gondola system. Oh, that's right. That's right. It that goes from the Caribbean Beach Hotels to um, Hollywood Studios and to Epcot. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yes, I've seen those, and we'll get to those. So, all right, we arrive at the hotel. How, like, how are the hotel folks? Are they like how they normally are with masks, or are they a little more standoffish? Or tell me about that. What, what's the deal? Once, That's a good question. Um, I, I didn't notice them being standoffish, but again, uh, you could check in on, on, on your phone. So I checked into my phone. You can use the phone as a key. So you didn't have to actually talk oh. to anybody when okay. you got there. Although yeah. uh, when I got there, it was before check-in. So I did drop off my bags uh, with, with the concierge and then just went right to the park. So I did have to talk to the folks there, but people, everybody's wearing masks. The mask was strictly yeah. enforced there. Um, there are, Every time, I mean, people were good about it anyways, but the few times I saw somebody take down their mask for a second, somebody walked by and said, put your mask on. And how, were they, how was that like, how was that approached? Was it like, hey, good friend, we need your mask on? Or were they like, you better put that mask on right now? Like, what was the tone? Uh, something in between that. Okay. It was a, a you know, a, a stern, but not, you know, loud, like put your mask on, <laughs> basically. Right. Um, they... You could take it off to eat, obviously, and to drink. Right. In fact, it happened to me one time. I was in near, near Galaxy's Edge, and I was drinking a thing of water. And I have a habit, after I finished a sip, I put the cap back on. I just put it down. And I was just sitting there, and a cast member walked by and pointed at me and said, put your mask on. Okay. <laughs> so when I was reading about it, they were talking about how you couldn't walk and drink or eat because you wouldn't have your mask on. Like if You, you, have, to, you have to be sit, sitting down. Yeah. Sitting. So did you see any, like... Um, did you see any mask floaters that would try to get around that? Or were people like, all right, I'm not messing with these folks. I didn't, I didn't see anybody really floating the rules. The only time there was a family in front of me and one line and the father kept pulling down the mask to talk to the, to the mother. And it's like, you can, right. you can just talk louder with your mask on. You know, yeah, yeah, people. But I didn't say that, but that was the only time, that was really the only time in the whole four days okay. I was there that I saw people taking off their mask inappropriately. And and what about like small children? Were they like, just like, all right, whatever, this is what I'm doing right now? Or were they? 
they okay. were, I, I think, I think some at a certain age, they don't have to have a mask. Okay. But most all the kids I saw had, had masks on. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're probably so used to it by, you know, by that point in January, this is just what you're doing. Yeah, they've all had to deal with it with school and everything else, I yeah. think, yeah. So, all right, so that's good. So people are following the rules. And I know at Disney, they kind of have that way of making you follow the rules anyway. So I can just imagine. <laughs> all right, so you didn't, we didn't see any mask freak out confrontations. No, not at all. I'm disappointed because I would yep. have liked to heard that story. But okay, so that's good. Yep. That's better for everybody that we're all doing what we're supposed to be doing. So, all right. Excellent. So, okay. So tell me about the crowds there. Was it, you've been to Disney many, many times. Like what was, was this like the most empty you've ever seen it or was it crowded or what's going on? Yes. It was the most empty I've seen it since maybe the first time I went there as a kid, okay. you know, when it was much less crowded back in those days. But yeah, they were, I believe that 35% capacity is what they were doing. So you have to like, so I have an annual pass, but it still doesn't mean you can go to the park. Like my annual pass is generally good anytime of, well, I'll have to do a show up and go. But because of COVID, you have to go online and you have to reserve a park each day you're going to go. Okay. And you couldn't park hop. Right. Which stinks. But no, I understand why. Yeah. Well, they changed hop. it from the time I made a reservation until the time I got there. Okay. And they had a thing after the, so the, they also changed the hours of the park. So most of the parks are open 9 p.m., 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, except Ep Epcot opened like at 11 in the afternoon and stayed open later, a little bit later to like 10 or something. Um, so weird hours there. Um, and they decided to let you park up like after three o'clock. Okay. You could go to a different park if you wanted to. So they just, and it would just be one park that you could go to? No, it seemed like, I didn't understand the way they said it in the email. I thought you had then had to like do the reservation again. Okay. And so I was in the park and I was trying to do that because I decided I want to go to Epcot to eat some good food rather than, you know, the, the limited options sometimes for the quick bites to eat. And I couldn't figure out how to do it. I talked to a customer service person like, oh, no, you just go. You just okay. you don't have to do anything. You just go over there. All right. Okay. So, all right. So it's not crowded. So like, what are we talking for? Like, all right. So what you, you started, let's talk about like lines. Oh, yeah. So your, your favorite ride, Andrea, right? What's, what's the shortest line you've ever had in that ride? For Avatar? Yeah. Uh, I'd say like 90 minutes, probably. 35 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Whole day. Like I checked, just out of curiosity, I was, check I was checking even before I went there. Right. It was 35 minutes. And when I got there in the morning, uh, well, first I went, when I did the Animal Kingdom, which was, I think the second day I was there, uh, I go first thing in the morning because I wanted to do the safari because the animals are out in the morning and when it gets hot, they go in the shade. Right. So I did that even before going to Avatar. So Avatar was my second thing. And, you know, it said 35 minutes, it was maybe 25 minutes in actuality to go get on the ride. And did they have like social distancing on the ride? Like I'm thinking of the roller coasters. Was oh that yeah. Just, tell me about no, all like, the rides. Yeah, yeah, all the rides. Well, except for actually, except for, except for the flights of passage, right. you were actually sitting the same, like it's what eight people, eight cycles or whatever that about you sit on. They, they had, everybody was sitting next to each other. There was, no, there was a little divider in between you. Yeah, but there's like a couple feet. I don't know if it's no, they're pretty close together, but there was a divider. Okay, so but, a but, divider. but other rides like you know Space Mountain, I had a whole car to myself. Okay, and, and quite that was often the case. Like some of these other rides would be, I'd have a row to myself, and there'd be no row in front of me, no row behind me, and there'd also be plexiglass between the and, rows. Oh, so they had plexiglass on the rides. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the ride vehicles had plexiglass on them. Wow. Yeah, between so, the rows. All right. 
right, so let's talk about Space Mountain for a second. Now I'm very yeah. familiar with Space Mountain, getting in line. It's a long line. You're waiting in that line. How do they do it? Like, are you, how are they keeping, are they keeping people apart while they're yes. waiting? Yeah, they're observing the social distancing. So that was one of the weird parts. So even though the lines were short, like Pirates of the Caribbean had a 50 minute wait. And normally with a 50 minute wait, like you wouldn't see a line when you go outside the ride. In fact, Disney tries to design it that way, right? The line's yeah. usually hidden. They don't want you to see how long the line is. It's usually inside the building. Uh, but because of the social distancing, there was like a, a line of like a hundred people outside. Gotcha. You know. And so how do you know, where, like, do they have markers? Like, okay, you're gonna stand here. And then when the line moves, you're gonna now move up to the next marker. How did that work? Yeah, well, they have people there to, to kind of point you on that. Okay. And they have some, you know, uh, how they have cordon off things with the the ribbons or whatever you know right okay and and folks were just like following that they're not like oh you know how to everybody follow everybody knows how to follow a line at, at disney yeah, yeah. yeah okay but like all right okay so we've got the lines marked off there's petitions on the the petitions on the rides wild and i guess that makes sense um did it impact like your perception of the ride at all was it like a constant reminder of covid or were you just like once you're in the mood of it you just kind of forget Tell me about that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really notice it. Although now that you mention it for the most part, I guess I had like front row seats on some of these rides. I was right in the, in the front. So at best I had like a partition to, to write the right of me or whatever. Um, I can think of one, like I was in uh, Epcot at, at Mexico. So I was in the middle of the boat there. Yeah. There's nobody in front of me and a couple of rows had the, but you weren't, you don't really look forward in that ride. You look to the, the side, to the side more right, so. Right. so it wasn't like blocking. I think right. they strategically did that in all the rides. So, you know, they have the partitions, but they're not like interfering with your experience. Okay. And that's cool. Yeah. That's wild. And then were there like, were there any rides that you just, you would normally go on that you skipped because you're just like, you know what, I don't want to be in a building or, or was it? Once no, I, there, felt, I felt, I felt safe there. Most of the time you're outside and the lines are moving pretty quickly when you were inside. Right. So, yeah, the only thing I skipped was actually the Pirates of the Caribbean, which is my favorite ride, just because uh, I was getting very tired. It was a hot day and the line was outside. And it's like, I don't want to sit outside right. in this line, you know? Okay. Yeah. Right. So let's talk about this for a second. All right. So you get that, like you, you and I both established at the top of this, that we've been taking this pretty seriously with things. And like, you know, and I, and every, anytime I do something, I kind of measure it out. I'm like, do I need to do this? Is it worth it? Whatever. So when you're there is like is kind of covid running in the back of your head is something you're thinking about or are you just able to forget it for a little while and just kind of enjoy it or is it a little bit of both it's a bit of both right you can never really forget it i mean you have to wear a mask you're not gonna right. so you can't really forget it um but you're you're outside most of the time like you said the weather was good compared to being home in new england right. so you're enjoying that you're kind of forgetting that the world has gone insane <laughs> basically <laughs> that you know we had this big apocalypse um, right. so you're able to forget that and feel like you're, it feels like normal, except you do s still think about it, you know? Okay. And what about, you know, the parades and stuff and, you know, I always, no, they I, don't, I, they I, don't do any I of that love, because I love know. a crowd. I love a, like, I, you know, cause it's like a spectacle. Ooh, we're all in this together. Very exciting. And I know you can't do that right now, but so how did Disney kind of manage that aspect of things? Well, that's a good question because what I'd read before I went there was a, they got rid of the parades, they got rid of the fireworks and the big uh, spectacle shows. Like there were a lot of water shows, right? Yeah. None of those. Um, but what they did do at each of the parks, they had little mini parades. Okay. So rather than a whole parade, they would just have like one car of Mickey and Minnie or whatever it was, depending on what land you were in. 
and they would just do a real quick route. So people weren't standing around because there wasn't a long, like you couldn't just wait. It went by when it was over. So you couldn't just wait for more stuff to come. So that's kind of how they handled that. They did these little mini events. And all right, another favorite ride of mine is like flying or I'm sorry, soaring. Sure. Sure. And so I was just because you're kind of flying around. So was, did you go on soaring? Was that? I did. How did that, was it just distanced or how did that work? Yeah, it was distance and partitions, yeah. Oh, weird, okay. Yeah. And I'm guessing no single riders, right? Because we're not sitting next to anybody anymore anyway. Right, yes, no single uh, rider lines, yeah. Okay, no single rider lines. Um, was there anything that normally would be happening at Disney that just wasn't happening? Any like the live shows, I'm guessing, weren't happening, or were they happening and just distanced, or how did that happen? No, like I said, there's no live shows. There were no. Well, I take that back. Um, there was live uh, music at the Pavilion in Epcot. Okay. You know how they have music acts playing there. Yep. Yeah. So they had they had somebody playing there. I did sit down and watch it, but again, it was you know they had the benches marked off so where you could sit and, and not sit. Okay. Uh, but not not like in, in Magic Kingdom, like they didn't have, you know, they have shows in front of the castle, none, none yeah, of that. None of that. So nothing where a crowd would kind of congregate. Aside yeah, from like I said, in, instead of the parades, they did this like one vehicle parade that they would do like once a day. Was there anything else aside from that that wasn't happening that normally would be happening? Like characters? How did that would? I don't yeah, know. I think there were no uh, character signings. Like, yeah, okay. we, yeah, I don't think they, were, they got rid of those. Yeah. All right. So you could maybe go up. Would Could you stand near a character and get it? Like, I know the kids love that and get a picture. I didn't see characters. So I don't think that was something okay. they were doing. Yeah. All right. And what about restaurants how was that like so restaurants like i i like to go to some of the restaurants there and usually you know you book reservations ahead of time uh, because of covid i don't go to restaurants and i wasn't going to go to restaurants there i did look just for kicks to see like when i made my when i got reserved the parks to see what what it was like and what restaurants were open and it was impossible to get reservations okay. um so they have less restaurants open but there are restaurants open. I did see people, you know, waiting in line to go, go to these restaurants. I ate everything outside if I ate. Right. And luckily Epcot had this um, Festival de Arts, which had a lot of uh, art, Disney art and then food at okay. Epcot. There was a different station at every country. And you could you just go up, you'd order your thing, and then you'd go stand outside and eat it at a table or wherever right. you could find a, a spot right away from everybody. Yeah. All right. So... And like the folks working there, were they kind of like normal, happy Disney or just kind of going with it? And yeah, yeah, it seemed, you know, other than the mass, it seemed pretty normal. You wouldn't notice anything different. Yeah, I remember when they opened up in the summer, I thought, well, okay, that's something. And then I thought, you know what, if there's one place that's gonna do it kind of right and have real strict rules that will be followed, it would be Disney because they're not messing around and, um, so I'm not I'm not surprised that from hearing from you that everything was pretty smooth and Disney-like because that's what they do there. It's yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I expected. And you know, as annual pass holders, they're, they're sending us email all the time and keeping us updated on what they did. I was a little disappointed when they opened because I thought they opened too soon. Like they're still not yeah. open in Disney Disneyland still isn't open because the state right. won't let them open. Um, and I felt like some of it was because you know they make a lot of money from these annual pass holders. And initially when they closed down, they said we're gonna extend your pass by the amount of time the park is closed. Ah, okay. And so I think felt they opened up just because they didn't want to like yeah. you know, lose money yeah. on, on the pass holders. So 
plus they're just losing money in general they wanted to you know try to recoup yeah. some I mean, of that making up a lot with disney plus though um oh yeah that's been a big success for them but yeah between the park and the movies they really lost a lot of revenue right. i mean they dominated well, the box office the previous year with the marvel movies so. and like when i when i think you know like i said I, I was watching COVID when it was happening in china and i thought oh boy probably gonna stay there this is you know they'll, they'll get under control or whatever and as and as, as it started rolling over here, I thought, oh, okay, now we're getting into something. And then when Disney shut down, I thought, all right, this is the real deal now. Like we're in for something if Disney's shutting down. So that was kind of my bellwether for like, this is going to be a rocky ride for some time. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, your point about how like Disney takes this stuff very seriously and they, they protect their brand very right. much. Um, so my sister and I went to Disney at the beginning of this stuff. It was like in late February last year right before things started to shut down. And at that time, you know, people thought, we just thought the main concern was, uh, it was spread through surfaces. Like people didn't right. know it was airborne. So I definitely wouldn't have gone then if I had known that. But we went and we were in line at one, one ride. My sister said, they're disinfecting like crazy. She's like, I can tell this whole, this whole rail, railing has been disinfected like within five minutes ago, you know? So they were very aggressive even then about like keeping the surfaces clean to try to, you know, protect people from spreading the disease. So yeah, no, it's and it's interesting you mentioned about the season pass holder and maybe that was impetus to get kind of open again. But and also you know summertime things were looking better, um, but who knows? All right, yeah. so like it was how many days did you go for when it's all? So I went for well I was down there for four nights, five nights. I had four full days in the park. Okay, and was so are you glad you went? Like, oh yeah, I mean, A, it was a great break from being cooped up in the house sure. for, at that point, I guess it was 10 months, right? Or nine months we've right. been. Yeah. So, that, so A, it was just a good mental break for me. B, it was great, you know, um, you know, Disney, you know, over the years, it's get, gotten so crowded that it takes a little bit of the joy out of it. Right. For me and for anybody, really. So to be there and to not have, like to be able to walk down Main Street without elbowing your way through you know a crowd or even you sometimes you can't be on the street because people in the parade you got to go down the sidewalk and even that you got to elbow your way through so to right. just be able to walk around at a normal pace and like enjoy yeah. the park and do things that you don't normally do like animal kingdom the day i did animal kingdom the lines are so short there like i mentioned it was only 35 minutes for a uh, flight flight of passage that you could do all the rides and take time, like how often do you just go and look at the animals? Like they have sure. all these great, yeah. so I did, I just walked around, I looked at all these silverback gorillas and all these other exhibits that they had and just really able to enjoy the full park experience. All right, and let me ask you this. So, you know, did they have the photographers taking people's photos with a crazy photo pass system or was that just not happening? I don't know. I mean, with the annual pass, you usually get that. Right. And so I had some pictures that they automatically take on the rides, like those showed up in my app. Um, but I didn't notice uh, photographers taking pictures. I, I didn't notice people sense. stopping to take pictures, of course, on Main Street there. Right, right. But I guess that makes sense because then the instinct would be like, well, I want to take my my mask off of this picture in front of the castle or whatever. And yeah. So, and all the contact with them. So, all right. No, that's cool. Um, all right. So, I think that sounds like a good experience and I'm glad you got to do that. And I'm glad you kind of did it in a thoughtful way. Um, and 
And I'm glad, and most of all, I'm glad you got through COVID without too much troubles, which is the most important thing here. Yes, yeah, thanks. <laughs> and, you know, hopefully, like I said, this will all be a weird year and we'll be moving forward with much better things for everybody. Yes, yeah, hopefully. Knock on wood, we'll get yeah. through this pretty soon and start to get back to some uh, semblance of normalcy. Yeah. yeah. So, Scott, is there anything else that you want to share about your, uh, your... Well, I'd love to talk more about the hotel and the gondolas, but I think we'll do that. Maybe we'll do a separate episode about different hotels in, in the park yeah, and the yeah. pros and cons. Um, other than that, uh, what do I want to say? Were there any notable ride? Oh, yeah, for people who haven't been, so there's a new ride. Um, uh, now I got to remember, I should have checked the name of this before we started the episode. <laughs> Uh, it's Minnie and Minnie's Magical Express, I think. Okay. Um, it's, it's like a, a it's roller coaster, a, right? What's that? It's like a roller coaster? No, it's, it's, it, it makes, they've talked about it that way, but it's not really. I mean, it does okay. kind of start out that way, but it's a, it's a, it's like you put you in a cartoon world, kind of, and you go through all these interesting scenes, and it's, it's a mix, it's a multimedia thing, it's, but you're in a, you're in a ride vehicle, it's a trackless ride vehicle that's, their, their, you know, their latest technology since they started with the Tower of Terror, I think was the first ride that had the trackless ride vehicle. And so now that was a very popular, the same thing in Rise of Resistance. So it has a lot of flexibility when they, when they do rides with that, that system. Uh, but it's really cool, it'd be really great for kids. Um, you know, like I have a, a great nephew who's crazy about Mickey Mouse and the cartoons. And, you know, it puts them like right in the middle of that. And even as an adult, it was, it's a cool ride. You know, right. I still miss the, uh, the great Hollywood movie ride that it, it's taken the place of, but. Uh, yeah. But this was a good substitute for that or a good update, I should say. Yeah, yeah, it's a definitely, it's a, it's a, it's a cool ride. Yeah. Awesome, all right. Well, we'll have to do an episode on new rides and maybe old rides and what's come, you know, looking forward and looking backwards, so. Yeah, maybe we could do so, we could do new rides and we could do uh, extinct rides. Ooh, a, I like extinct rides. Yeah. We'll pour one out for that crazy uh, dinosaur roller coaster because I think that's gone now, right? Oh, uh, the yeah, is it? That one, yeah. Yeah, I think that's eh, kind of stunk anyway. All right. <laughs> All right, friends. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us on uh, this historical recap of an episode of history. I don't know if I just said that right, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> and All right, how should we close this out, Scott? Uh, see you real soon. See you real soon. All right, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.